0: is burns the next guy like is he the the most logical step for the yankees moving forward now
1: you are locked on yankees your daily new york yankees podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I am Stacey Gotsulius. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. With me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granato. Steve it's friday we made it to a friday
0: we made it to a friday and we actually have an episode this friday how about (laughs) that stace thanks for clicking on the show here today guys uh like i kind of just alluded to we did not have a fan mail friday last friday so we have a backlog of questions from you guys that we need to get to here today so We're going to spend the entire show doing that here today. We're going to talk about some trade stuff. We're going to talk about some new acquisitions, where they fit in, um, and a whole bunch of prospect stuff we need to get to here today. Of course, Stacey, our first question coming from our Lockdown Yankees Insiders Club. Check the episode description to find out how to join the Insiders Club. More on that later, but let's get to that first one. This is coming from Betty, one of our tried and true, asking us, would a trade package needed to get Corbin Burns be too costly to the farm system? thank you betty for being an insider and thank you for your question here today stacy we know that the brewers are entertaining the thought of a corbin burns trading as he's in his final year of team control here um it has been a little bit tenuous in mm. recent history between corbin burns and the milwaukee brewers it has been a bit tenuous between the milwaukee brewers owners and the milwaukee brewers fan base here in recent history um this notwithstanding. A trade package to get Burns from the Yankees. Uh, we're going to dive into some other trade stuff here today. Given light, Stacey, that the Yankees don't have Yoshinobi Yamamoto, is Burns the next guy? Like, is he the, the most logical step for the Yankees moving forward now? Obviously, it costs some more than just the money at this point.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's between him and someone we're going to talk about in a bit, Dylan Cease. I feel like those are the two that could be a possibility for them in the trade market. Um, I mean, it would be interesting. And as you said, you know, Milwaukee kind of wants to unload not just Burns. I feel like they they were in, discussions with uh or for a bunch of people to kind of like start over again so
0: which is weird which is weird because like they they are the central leaders
1: yeah yeah it is very (laughs) i thought that was very odd when that came out you know during the uh because that was happening during the playoffs people were talking about it and then once the offseason started and it was like but why it's not like you guys finished last in the division and it wasn't like you guys were so far out that it, it's just really, I don't know. Yeah, they made posting. Very, very strange. Yeah, like, <laughs> just I don't understand what was and, going and on there. And they have,
0: and they have guys that are right on the cusp. Mm-hmm. They are right there. There for uh, multiple positions, there are guys in double and triple A that are anticipated to be there this coming season. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of what, at least when I'm looking at the Milwaukee Brewers and thinking, Corbin Burns, yes or no? Look, is is. Is 2023, potentially 2024 Corbin Burns as good as 2021 Corbin Burns? Probably not, but it still doesn't mean he's not going to add to anybody's rotation. Very clearly still good, and he's still one of the better pitchers in Major League Baseball. Now, to get to the, the general question here, mm-hmm. is it too costly to the farm system? That's where I think Betty has his mind is going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Given where the Yankees are at. <laughs> in their farm system, and given what they have just given up from their farm system, clearly Yamamoto was the smarter path, was the easier path to get the pitching that you needed. Yeah. Now you're kind of in scramble mode, and yes, it would cost the Yankees something. Again, mm-hmm. is it going to be like every like Juan Soto? No, it's not going to cost that kind of thing. But it is going to cost something. But what's really weird here, Stacy, is I was looking at their system, of course, and you know, just trying to figure out where they're at as a franchise. And you're looking at it, and they don't really like you. You're thinking the best trade chips that the Yankees have and what the uh brewers want, it's kind of like MLB ready, right? Mm. And the Yankees gave up a lot of MLB ready or near MLB ready, which is what the brewers are looking at, right? And the best trade chip they have in that MLB ready camp is Oswald Peraza, and that's not necessarily something the brewers really need, right? Which is strange. So, like, that's why when we were talking about the Soto stuff, we're like. Don't even worry about Oswald in this case, because Oswald has nothing to do with this trade. And lo and behold, that didn't even seem to come up even once. Right. So it is strange because Burns appears to be the best pitcher on the trade front right now, but it doesn't feel like it lines up completely. They probably want more pitching back and they want near MLB ready pitching. And the Yankees are very clearly not ready to give up near MLB ready pitching for a rental. Right. Yeah. So the more I look at this, the less likely it seems to me.
1: Yeah, like the matchup doesn't work. The matching yeah. up of what they what they need, what we have, and what we can give up because they've given up so much already.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if they were looking for a shortstop ready in five years, then yeah, I'll give you Jared Zerna. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <You know>? yeah.
0: <laughs> but. Uh, but when it comes to the Brewers who are right on the cusp of opening a big window, potentially, you know, with Jackson Turio leading that class, it, it doesn't feel like the most natural trade fit here. Right. Um, whereas, yes, the Yankees had to give up a lot for Soto, but it did feel like there was there was some partnership there. Yeah. Here, I don't know. So I don't even know. It, it would cost a decent chunk. It seems like they want Something back in return, obviously, but it also doesn't seem like they have to move him, right? Like it's not like a a must because they're still going to contend next season. So Corbin Burns is just going to help in that cause. And they could always, if it's not going right, flip him at the deadline for a less package. True. So I don't know. But that kind of leads into our next question coming here from Ruben Stacy, asking us, do you think the Yankees are a better trade partner with Milwaukee for Corbin Burns or with the White Sox for Dylan Cease? I kind of already answered that. But it makes way more sense. Oswald Peraza fits in way better in Chicago than he does in Milwaukee, uh, which again is the most lucrative trade piece. Uh, Dylan Cease is going to cost a lot less than Corbin Burns because of how 2023 went. I love Dylan Cease. I've said that a hundred times on this show. He's one of my favorite pitchers in all of baseball. Um, but for my money, it, it feels like it, it fits a lot more with the White Sox than it does with the Brewers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been not dreaming of Dylan Cease, but I feel like that would be not a bad plan. What are we, were we joking about plan E after?
0: Plan <laughs> e. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, when it comes to, to Dylan Cease pairing with Sam Breen and Matt Blake, that's a pretty quick turnaround from a, yeah. from a tough 2023. Dylan Cease has got great stuff, man. And with a yeah. good coaching staff behind him, he can immediately turn back into an, a Cy Young contender. Like,
1: And I, also I really having like the Tony's reigning Cy Young winner on the staff with him, because you know how Cole loves talking about pitching too, and he's just like kind of like a pitching savant. So I think that'd be uh, something good for Cease if he were to come over to the Yankees.
0: Yeah, and it makes more sense from the White Sox perspective again ceases stock right now isn't as high as it was a year ago obviously but still they're not contending in 2024 they're not winning the AL Central we Mm. 99% know that right now yeah and they know that and they're going through a second rebuild and that just seems to be like such a smarter pairing uh White Sox Yankees than Brewers Yankees right now it just the needs fit better in that realm right um, thank you, Betty. Thank you, Ruben, for your question. I appreciate it. We have to get a, cool, a, couple mother, a couple other ones here from our insiders. This next one's coming from Jay. When do you think Jeter Downs will get to play in the Bronx and at what position? Uh, we kind of touched on this the other day, Stacey, but I, I don't think you're really seeing Jeter Downs as, as a major factor in 2024 in the majors.
1: No, unless something horrible happens. No. Yeah.
0: Or and they traded Oswald Peraza for dylan sees right
1: then maybe yes yeah (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: but he's not the first call he's Mm -hmm. not the first call um you'll see him playing any one of those three infield positions short third or or second in all likelihood that's where he's played throughout his career so if if you do see him that's where it'd be um right now it's after a couple of injuries two three injuries at this point on the infield yeah Uh, i mean that's Oswaldo cabrera before it's cheater downs clearly Mm -hmm. clearly um thank you jay for your question one more here coming from danny why were the Yankees prohibited from deferring some of Aaron Judge's salary, but the Dodgers are allowed to do it? Boy, Danny, that's a great question. <laughs> Isn't that the question? Yeah, right. I, I saw I saw a lot of people talking about this online, Stacey, about the Aaron Judge side of, it. oh, okay, maybe I shouldn't say a lot, but I did see some rumblings on, on Reddit and Twitter or people going like, hey, remember when the Yankees wanted to defer some of Aaron Judge's salary and Major League Baseball reportedly said no, and now Otani gets to do it? The reasoning at the time apparently was the, they were extending the years just to push the salary out Mm. as opposed to with Otani. It seems like, you know, this is the contract and they're not trying to push anything. They are going to pay him. It just Mm. isn't that that's the reasoning. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying anything about that, Uh, but that's what I've read about it. Mm. I don't know, Stacy, quickly, your, your thoughts on the deferment uh, there. We've kind of touched on it, but when it comes to the Aaron judge not being allowed to have that happen.
1: I don't understand any of this stuff. And I also don't understand why more teams don't do deferments if they're allowed to.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Like why not at this point?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, if the Dodgers are allowed to do that much, then every other team should be doing the same thing. All the teams that are crying about, we don't have the money to do this stuff. Well, why don't you just kind of defer the payments and not have to worry about it right away and then do it later.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's for my money of real big can of worms, real yeah. big can of worms. I, I don't like the deferment.
1: It-, it, no, feels icky it does it does like that whole thing just felt really yeah icky is the right word
0: <laughs> uh Yom, yamamoto not deferred confirmed mm-hmm. so we know that much yeah yay <laughs> cool uh yeah and yeah oh he still has to pay 46 million of the luxury take to b- 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 the taxes of that it's, it's too much man it's too much it's too much my brain just <sighs> melts I try to keep up with this stuff, but it's it's confusing stuff. Like I, th- I feel like, admittedly, on purpose, it's confusing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, they kind of don't want us to really know anything.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rich get richer. I mm-hmm. hate it uh anyway uh these are all our questions from our insiders we need to step aside of course join uh the lockdown yankees insiders club you get a 14-day free trial in the episode description you don't only just get fan mail friday priority but you get a whole bunch of really cool other perks including texting stacy or texting me one-on-one check it out in the episode description all right we got a whole bunch more questions some stuff about prospects uh some other trade stuff that's coming up next
1: For this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's an easy 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've considered joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action, especially with the playoffs coming up. The app is a breeze to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and you can also combine prop bets on a game into a single-game parlay for even more fun and more chances to win very big. By the way, the Yankees' 2024 World Series odds are plus 850, and they are favored to win the AL at plus 450. And that's without a full uh, starting rotation. So there you go. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and score big this NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.
0: Back now on this Fan Mail Friday edition of Locked on Yankees. Hey, don't forget to check out the 24-7 streaming YouTube channel called Locked on Sports Today. You'll occasionally see our show over there, but you'll get a whole bunch of other really cool stuff over there to the 24-7 streaming YouTube channel, Locked on Sports Today. Check it out for the top stories every single day. Stacy, some more questions coming here from our YouTube side. Now, of course, if you're new around these parts, you can always click uh, into the comments on our episodes throughout the week. And uh, reply to the pinned comment on every YouTube video. It says reply here to submit you know, fan Mail Friday questions. So these are our YouTubers now. This is coming from Joe Malone six. What internal options in the miners not on the 40 man do you see as options for starters? Do you think we'll have a shot? Uh, thank you, Joe, for your question. I think right now, uh, w- which you're alluding to, at least the way I read this question was uh, starting pitching.
1: That's what I thought. Yeah,
0: that's, <laughs> I, I think that's just top of mind for everything right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Clearly, uh, Clayton Beter is the, the 40 man guy that that is like the first call. But we've we've been talking a lot about Will Warren here this offseason, especially since these trades. He seems to be the first call um, outside of the 40 man roster right now. Uh, and another guy that we've slightly talked about a little bit is Sean Boyle. Mm. Sean Boyle's been uh, in the in AAA now for about two full seasons. Roughly. Um He made, you know, like a spot start at the end of 2021 or a couple of spot starts after 2020 at the end of 2021, started in double A in 2022, got called up, uh, spent the latter half of the season there. He's also dealt with some injuries and and was on the roster all last year with the rail riders. Um, So Sean Boyle figures to be uh, potentially in the mix as a, a non 40 option just by longevity. Uh, of course, a guy that is no longer in the system but got picked up in the Rule 5 was Mitch Spence. He kind of had a slight edge. I mean, a very slight edge on Sean Boyle. You can kind of think as Sean Boyle and uh, Mitch Spence as the Randy Vasquez and Johnny Burritos of AAA. Um, kind of in that same – they're fairly similar guys at the same level. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Mitch Spence is now in the Tampa Bay Area system. So, that's right? No, Oakland.
1: Oakland. Oh, yeah. Right? It was think,
0: Oakland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was the f- the first pick in the, in the Rule Five, so right, right, right. That's yeah. why it's now Sean Boyle that seems to figure into that mix. Of course, this is all without the minor league signings factoring in that we know of, that slash that we don't already know of, like guys that are going to be coming here in January. I still anticipate a couple of more signings here in January. Those like you know spring training invite guys and, yeah. and like things like that. You're going to still see those. Um, the guy's coming from Mexico. The guy's coming from Japan. Uh, you know those those guys. Um, we're still waiting on those. We're still needing another Ryan Weber. Yeah, um, but as far as starting pitchers, it's it's uh it's Will Warren and and Sean Boyle in my head for sure. Uh, thank you, Joe, for your question. Uh, this next one's coming from Jorge Barrera, twenty six oh nine, asking us why don't you guys honestly think the New York Yankees won't or can't do a full scale rebuild rebuild like so many other teams? I enjoy the show and hope you guys feel better. Thank you, Jorge. Yes, I'm still sick. Stacy, you feel it sounds like you're a little less sick than I am here at this point. Uh, but Stacy, <laughs> this is all your thing. Like I I, I think the Yankees should not be afraid of rebuilds ever. Uh, but you're, you've been the one that is adamant uh, that the Yankees will never do a rebuild. And I'm curious if, if you can kind of dive into your your thought process when it comes to that.
1: My thought process when it comes to a rebuild is the only reason that the rebuild happened in the beginning of the nineties was because George was suspended and he had no power over the team and stick Michael was able to do what he was able to do with the farm system. If George Steinbrenner were never suspended from baseball, baseball history would have been altered completely. There would be no dynasty. Derek Jeter might not even have been drafted by the Yankees. Like there's a whole bunch of stuff that could have not happened because of that. And I feel like they still have this mentality that they're the Yankees and they can't do a full scale rebuild. You know, people always joke about, oh, 2013 and 14 were a rebuild. No, they weren't. The Yankees were still over 500. They were still almost in the playoff race until like September. And then they kind of petered out. I picture a full rebuild as the early 90s when they were like 72 and 90 and awful and, you know, way the hell back in last place and just terrible. And, you know, guys that you don't even remember playing for them. That's never going to happen again. Not with Cashman as GM, not with a Steinbrenner at the helm. It's just not going to happen. Would it help? Sure, not now because it's <laughs> Aaron Judge's, you know, uh, prime and you know Garrett Cole's prime there, so you can't. It's too late for it. If they if they wanted to do it, it would have happened uh, in those years, 2013, 14. Like that would have been a true rebuild and the perfect time to do it, and they didn't do it. It's never gonna happen.
0: Yeah, interesting. Uh, for my money, I think that's stupid. Yeah, throw that out there. Not that it, we, we've we've touched on the rebuild stuff, and we actually did an episode on that fairly recently within the last couple of months we did a whole episode dedicated to uh is the rebuild smart smart or not um and you know sorry if I don't remember the exact details of everything I said there but I still think rebuilds are a smart thing um but I also feel like rebuilds don't have to be this big scary big bad thing too it doesn't have to be this tear it down and start from scratch thing um you know could be retooling there's there's a whole spectrum of what a rebuild is uh if you're interested in that just search yankees rebuild locked on yankees you'll find it uh <laughs> it's in there um but thank you jorge for your question all right stacy a couple more here today this one's coming from leah uh, liam McGough 9969 do you guys think the guardians would be willing to trade shane bieber since he only has one year left on his contract uh thank you liam yeah uh they, they have come out and said that mm-hmm. um that they are interested in moving shane bieber uh obviously there are some qualms when it comes to Shane Bieber. Is he the Shane Bieber of old kind of, kind of in the Cor- Corbin Burns, Dylan sees camp, kind of the same right. guy, yeah. former Cy young winners who haven't, uh, you know, pitched lights out here in, in recent memory. Uh, the fastball velocity being down for Shane Bieber is obvious. Uh, but, uh, clearly stays like uh, maybe not clearly, maybe the only thing that's clear is the guardians are confusing. Yes. <laughs> That's really the only really thing are. <laughs> Like what what, what is going on in Cleveland? I don't really know. They have a whole new coaching staff, as we know. Uh they're they're moving out of the Francona era, uh, and now into the Stephen Vote era, which is still gonna take some getting used to. Yeah. But <laughs> I the Guardians confused me, man, because they got pieces, they they seem to always develop pitching. Um, I've been confused ever since they traded Francisco Lindor.
1: Yes, yes. I, that was a very odd move because it felt like they were going in the right direction. And <laughs> I don't know. Some teams are just confounding, aren't they? Like, you know, we were just talking about Milwaukee kind of being confusing there too. And uh, Cleveland's right up there.
0: Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, as far as your question is concerned, yes, they are at least shopping him.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't
0: know how big that return is considering the fastball velocity dip is definitely never helps anything ever. No. Whenever no. you see that number go down, everyone always gets scared of that. Understandably, because what I mean, especially, mean.
1: yeah, especially now, because everyone's throwing a hundred. So if you're only throwing, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're only throwing like 92, 93, 94, like even 94 seems slow, which is crazy to think about. Because it
0: is because Ben Joyce is throwing like 104.
1: Yeah, because like 30 years ago, if you were throwing 94, you were like, whoa, and it's just so incredible that we're going to be seeing guys like you just said 104 you're going to see guys hitting 105 now and it's like yeah
0: <laughs> that's not too far off no we, we are start, we are getting to the point where we're reaching the limits of physical human capabilities
1: yeah yeah we're I had asked there. I had asked David Cohn about that on the show a couple of years ago I said how soon do you think we'll be seeing like we, do you think you'll be seeing guys hit 105 he's like oh yeah within like Five years and that was
0: yeah, no, we're almost close, three years ago. So literally Ben Joyce hit like 104 at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. That's it was crazy. like the fastest pitch recorded in NCAA history, right? It was like 104 point something or 103.7 or something ridiculous like that. It's like wait like we're 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 hitting radio stations.
1: Yes, high fevers. <laughs> <laughs> we're hitting
0: high fevers. Uh crazy. Uh but yeah, as far as Shane Bieber is concerned, yeah, they're they're definitely shopping him if that's smart, I don't know what the return is for that. I don't know. He doesn't seem to be one of the premier guys on the market right now. Again, no. it's, it's like Corbin Burns, Dylan sees Shane Bieber below mm-hmm. uh, that kind of run of guys right now, at least of the names that have been floating. Um, yeah. but thank you, Liam, for your question. We still have three more. We need to get to here. Talk a little bit about uh, Spencer Jones. We need to talk about some of the new acquisitions and we'll finish up some thoughts on Yoshinobu Yamamoto. That's coming up next. Back now on locked on yankees our final segment here today stacy we got a couple of newcomers a couple of newcomers here today
1: Ooh. at least
0: names that i haven't seen before this next question coming from our youtube community at sunny blaze asking us unless they use him in a trade for a pitcher where does spencer jones fit in he's probably a year away but with soto dominguez judge being the starting outfield hopefully for the foreseeable future would they move him to first Face, thank you, Sonny, for your question. Uh, couple thoughts here. Uh, your, your question is predicated on Spencer Jones being a year away. Spencer Jones is not a year away, yeah. Spencer no, Jones was. is like three years away, yeah. Gotta give us some time, gotta give us some time. He's in all likelihood starting a double A next season. Uh, I mean. Maybe starts in triple A. I mean, maybe he had a mm. nice little end to the season, but like he needs to start in double A. Yeah. So let's let's start there. He he needs a good couple of months. Like, don't don't think Spencer Jones is Jason Dominguez gonna fly here. And even Jason Dominguez doesn't figure to be super ready for 2024 on a full capacity. Like right. they, you're you're pushing, you're pushing really <laughs> hard here. Uh yeah, gotta let these guys cook, right? Gotta let them cook a little bit longer. So That's where your question starts with Spencer Jones is ready next season or, or a year away. Um, that of course throws your timeline off, right? Right. Because Soto is only guaranteed 2024. (laughs) So that also predicates that Soto returns in 2025 and beyond. Which Mm -hmm. Don't start there. You, You can't, you can't start with what you don't know you have. The other part of your question is figuring by the time Jones gets to the majors, that they're gonna want Aaron Judge still in the outfield.
1: Right. Because by that time, Judge is gonna be close to 35, 34, 35. So, you know, I don't think they're gonna want, you know.
0: Trying to push him into a DH role in all likelihood by that.
1: Yeah, yeah, at that point. Because uh we yeah. don't know. You know, these big guys are new, like the big guys who aren't pitchers are new to baseball, playing positions like that and you don't know what's going to happen to his body in three years after playing as hard as he's played for his whole career. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: So, I like the idea of moving on to first base just because of projectability. His hmm. body, like Spencer Jones's body just breathes first base, right? It just makes makes the most sense in the world. Even at six
1: just, seven, his, six at that. Well, whole? just
0: look, and that's what I mean. Like just the tall dude, just lanky, like <laughs> yeah, it makes. You look at him knowing absolutely nothing else about him. You're going, oh, that guy plays basketball or he's a first baseman. Mm-hmm. That's it. Or he plays coll- collegiate volleyball. You know, like that. That's when you look at Spencer Jones, that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't I don't think that that's not on the table at any mm. point. You might see Austin Wells move there first. Yeah. Uh, also, obviously, Wells is a lot closer than Spencer Jones is. So there are a lot of ifs, this, then that's in your yeah. question here. Um, <laughs> So I don't think the plan right now is to move Spencer Jones away from the outfield. That doesn't feel super likely until mm-hmm. you start seeing these things kind of move in place. If they get Soto back, okay, now we start thinking about that conversation. Where does Wells fit into this when it comes to behind the plate? And clearly they're going to need a, a first baseman for 2025. Uh, if it's not going to be DJ, right? Right. So layers to it. You're too far ahead. Let him cook. <laughs> Let them cook, yeah. let them cook. Uh, but thank you for your question. Thanks for joining us, the uh, Fan Mail Friday family. I really appreciate it, man. You're brand new, so it's super cool. Uh, and another new one, I believe, I haven't noticed this name before. This is coming from Guevara Garden asking us, do you think that acquiring Cody Morris is going to translate into him becoming part of the rotation and not just a bullpen piece? If so, what does that say for getting another arm in the rotation? Thank you, Guevara Garden, for your question. Cody Morris, Stacey, we've obviously, we talked about it the other day um but has played uh both right he is relieved uh and has started he doesn't have a ton of major league time I don't think they're thinking of Cody Morris as a starter right now
1: no I don't think so either I think it would be one of those like worst case scenario things kind of like last year if like three-fifths of the rotation is out oh here's a guy who has started before maybe we can slot him in as the number five kind of thing like I feel like that's the only way it would happen
0: yeah I think the Cody Morris addition well it was one because you were gonna lose flow anyway. Right. Uh, but Cody Morris, uh, was more like, Hey, we got a guy with some major league experience here, uh, that we know we can put into the bullpen and he'll be comfortable there.
1: Yeah. But
0: if we need a spot start, uh, he's maybe one of the first calls, maybe not the first call, but one of the first calls, Yeah. um, again, because he has that major league experience, he has a little bit of playoff experience as well. So like, there's a, there's something there. Um, I think of Cody Morris as maybe a lesser Ryan Weber, mm. way, way less experience, right, as Ryan right. Weber, but maybe potentially used in a similar capacity. Maybe a long man, kind of a a Swiss Army knife out of the pen. I don't know what his option status is. I gotta imagine he has some options left, so he could probably don't quote me on this, but in all likelihood, be in AAA too things work out a different way where they can move them down, call someone up, give it two weeks, and then make the swap again. Like there's As long as he has options there, as far as I know he should, uh, that feels kind of more where Cody Morris is going to be lining up. Kind of to your point, though, a little bit of doomsday. A little bit of doomsday there. It's like, wow, nothing else went right. Cody Morris, you got to start every five days.
1: hmm <laughs>
0: So uh, thank you for your question, man. Um, I think that's where he fits right now. That's where he fits right now with nothing else being done and no injuries. It's always going to be uh changing there. If those happen. Uh, our last question of the day here, Stacy comes from one of our other tried and true YouTubers coming from Vincent M Durham, 1695. Do you think the rumors about the Yankees being a favorites to sign Yoshinobu Yamamoto were overblown? Keep up the great work, Stacy and Steve Stace. Do you think they were overblown?
1: Yes, if you're not watching, I'm nodding my head, and I've been nodding my head since halfway through the reading of the question. <laughs> yes, I think they were overblown. Why? Why do you think I, that? I don't know. It was annoying me. <laughs> like, the whole thing was annoying me because I was seeing so so many Yankee fans being fooled into thinking that they were going to get him, and all along I was like, he's probably going to the Dodgers. <laughs> I don't think they were overblown. Really? You really think the Yankees were the... He- the Yankees finished in the top three. Well, that's true, but I don't know. I just,
0: and it and it really like, let's be real, probably finished second.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They probably just lost out to the Dodgers. Yeah. So that's pretty favorite. True. True. But it was like, everyone <laughs> they... was coming out though. Like, you know, Heyman was saying it and Nightingale was saying it and uh, who else was saying it? And it was just like, I mean, I it just... was
0: pretty clear that the Yankees made a serious run at him. They made oh, yeah. a competitive offer. Yeah, They gave him a freaking jersey. They <laughs> they they held the number. Like, they did the whole thing. They yeah. did the whole thing. I, yeah. I, I think they were one of the favorites, dude. Like, I, I don't know. Just because they didn't land him, I don't think that means they weren't one of the
1: favorites. Oh, no. I mean, I think they were one of the favorites, but I don't think they were the favorites. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know what? They probably were the favorite before Shohei signed. Uh, yeah, I think Shohei probably changed everything. Yeah. Cause he yeah. was obviously a big part of it. They're already hanging out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. Before Shohei, I bet you they were the favorite God. and Shohei changed that Gosh, because God. Shohei does that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think there's anything more the Yankees really could have done. I'm not going to lie to you from everything no. I've read about it and everything I've learned about it. I, I, am not faulting the Yankees for not getting Yamamoto. It feels like they legitimately genuinely tried and they, he picked somebody else. Yeah, it happens, dude. Yeah, it sucks. Doesn't like make said, it hurt any less.
1: Like I said the other day, people are making it out to seem like the Yankees only offered him like five years and, you know, oh, they didn't offer him this and that. It's like they they offered him a lot of money and a lot of time. <laughs> and, you know, this wasn't a contract to sneeze at. It's like when since when did three hundred million dollars become a number that people are like poo pooing? <laughs> That's how crazy things are, you know? like oh my god between the like you had talked about it with the pitching we're gonna see guys throwing 105 we're gonna regularly see because i feel like this is gonna happen uh because you were joking about the tall dudes we're gonna see regular infields in about maybe 20 years of guys who are like six five six 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 seven it's gonna be like the the giant um baseball players in that bugs bunny cartoon all teams are gonna start looking like that in like 20 to 30 years it's gonna be crazy it's
0: gonna be wild yeah Uh, i'm still around to to see it and hopefully i don't still have this freaking cough i know uh, in 20 to 30 years because i'm still <laughs> coughing up a lung i'm, I'm driving myself crazy um
1: <clears> thank <throat> you
0: vincent for your question thank you all for your questions here today again for my money i think they were the, if not the favorite the second favorite
1: sure i'll that's agree just, with
0: that <laughs> That's just where i'm at That's just where i'm at i don't think there's anything they did wrong they just got beat
1: mm-hmm. that's
0: how it goes bro that's how it goes it's baseball um again thank you all for your questions here today guys we really appreciate them and sorry we missed last friday clearly we're okay enough to get through one of these episodes which we did here today of course we'll be returning again on monday back to our regular schedule monday wednesday friday moving forward of course the youtube channel is going to be the place to go if you're ever looking for breaking new stuff which we are still back on and still ready to go as we gear into january stace our next episode will be talking in the new year
1: Oh my goodness, 2024. What's happening in 2024? Oh, yeah. The Yankees are winning the
0: World Series. That's what's happening in 2024.
1: That would be a great 50th birthday present for me. So if the Yankees could do that, I'd appreciate it.
0: Well, there you go. (laughs) Uh, And that's going to do it for our last episode of 2023. I'm Steve (laughs) Bernardo, And I'm
1: Stacey Gatsoulias. We will see you next year.